Since when does uTorrent like bug you to steal things? There was just Did a pop-up, pop yeah, that said, we haven't seen you in a week. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> why are you pressuring me to steal? There's new episodes of The Boys out. <laughs> You're listening to the Sister Luna Psychic Services Podcast. This is my host. I mean, wait. You're the on. host. Take two. <laughs> yeah. Don't I do the intro? I'm the host. Who does the intro? You can do it. You can do the intro and then you can introduce me and then I'll introduce you. Welcome to the Sister Luna Psychic Services Podcast with your host, Madeline, a.k.a. Sister Luna. Why do you always do the a.k.a. thing? Oh. <laughs> Every time. FKA? This is my co-host, John Wildfowler. He likes to add extra names to people. A.k.a. Big Hoss. <laughs> is it big included in Hoss? Yeah. Regular yeah. Hoss. <laughs> for those of you who aren't familiar, Hoss is southern slang for a man who is reliable and large like a horse. Very accurate for John. <laughs> is that a horse noise? <laughs> Yeah, you are more of a Wookiee than a horse. That was a horse. <laughs> On I'm Han Solo and you're my Chewy. That's so cute. I even have the Han Solo jacket. Mm. We should dress up as that for Halloween some year. That actually would be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were you doing a segue just there? Halloween? Oh, I wasn't, <laughs> but I just like think about Halloween constantly. This episode is about... Trick-or-treating. I know it's technically still September, but it's been Halloween for at least two weeks for me. And depending on where you are in the world, more than likely there will not be trick-or-treating this year. But it is a tradition and we are going to talk about it anyway. I was talking to my mom about that earlier today, and I told her that if kids come by, they're like walking by and they're yelling trick or treat from the sidewalk, like I'll chuck some candy at their face. You know? Should get it like the, the t shirt cannon? Oh my god, yes. Just blast them. T shirt. You could get like bags and seal them oh, up with like yeah. a bunch of candy in it, and then you could t shirt cannon the bags at the children. Yeah. Just knock their little masks right off. Yeah. Someone's going to get hurt, for sure. I saw a, a fellow on the internet who <laughs> devised, like, a tube system where, like, the kid standing on the sidewalk and he has, this, like, a stairway from his door and then he, he sticks the candy in the tube and then slides down to the kids so they don't... You're glaring, so... Yo, why would you want tube candy? <laughs> So that you don't have to get face-to-face with the people. I don't, but I don't understand. Like, he's still standing there at the tube. He's still on the other end. It's of, a, his germs are all in, up in the germ tube. Well, yeah. His so. germs, but he doesn't have any disgusting kids coming to his door. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Their germs. <laughs> okay. I thought it was supposed to be to protect the children. No. No. They're, okay. they're doomed. They're in school anyway. They're all... That's true. That's true. That's very true. 
Well, so this is part one of question mark. Yeah, I feel. I like guess at most five because there's what, five weeks till Halloween. Oh yeah, I don't know. We'll see. This is the first part of our Halloween series. <laughs> We're very organized. Hmm. <laughs> Should I just? Or laugh? is it? Were the cryptids part of the, the Halloween series? I feel like Ogopogo isn't very Halloween, but yeah. werewolves, werewolves are, were, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So this is... Just... It's, it's, it's part of our series. Of the show yeah. that happens to be about a Halloween-related tradition, because we're recording it on September 28th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an episodic podcast, not a serialized podcast. Correct. Okay. <laughs> it's established now yeah after we have so many episodes that i actually had to start paying to host them <laughs> now we've established that it's episodic and not serialized mm. <laughs> don't worry it doesn't mm. cost very much money <laughs> what oh i just heard the the visitor cat yeah well she's in timeout that's mm. what her mom does so that's, she shouldn't scratch people in the eye when she wouldn't be in timeout. Rude. Especially when they're just trying so hard to be your friend. Mm. Uh, if this is staying in, we have a cat visiting right now. And our cat, who's an angel, just wants to be friends. And this guest just attacked her. Scratched her in the face. Yeah. She was hissing at her the whole time when when the owner of this cat was still here. We were watching them and Wisp was just trying to go up and be like, she wants to, you know, smell her, like check her out. And the other cat was just hissing at her and like (laughs) swiping at her. And I said, Claire, you are a guest in this house. That's the name of the guest cat. But she doesn't care. (laughs) She does not like it here. Okay. Should I just launch into everything that I learned about trick or treating, or do you want to talk? Do you want to like guess what, like trick or treat facts? Uh, how would I guess facts? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> What's the basis? <laughs> Jesus, I used history.com, Wikipedia, Pit.edu, and IrishTimes.com. An article by Jessica Trainer. Sorry, Jessica Trainer. Yes. It's not a very Irish name. Trainer. What are you, the fucking Irish Gestapo? <laughs> Leave <laughs> her alone. She can be named Trainer if she wants. That'd be a Gestapo potato. Okay. So, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people's understanding of trick or treating is that, um, well. I guess I shouldn't say a lot. Probably a lot of people's understanding of trick-or-treating is just the face value. Kids dress up in costumes and then they knock on doors and people give them candy. The end. Hmm. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But I feel like a good number of people know that um, trick-or-treating is historically like a Scottish tradition with people, Celts celebrating Samhain. Or what? some kind of ancient festival, I guess. They might not know it's called that. Like, I think most, a lot of people know that it has pagan roots, you know? Mm-hmm. 
more so than other holidays like Christmas, for example. I guess it's because the witch is like a symbol of Halloween now. Yeah, and I, I think, I don't know, unless you're Catholic. Like, I, I think the, the predominant religion in, in North America, like Protestantism, tends to shy away from, like, the spookier elements of, of Christianity. Like, there's a lot less focus on all the, like, the blood and the death and yeah, the cool parts of that the, shit, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they lean into that shit. I mean, yeah. And the stations like, of the cross? Like, mm. fuck. I remember learning that in elementary school and being like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. I have my suspicions as to why that is, but that's really neither here nor there. So I think it's it's because sort of Protestant and, I don't know, Calvinist belief is so much more integral to, to our understanding of religious practices that because Halloween is, is the nature it is, it's more obviously pagan. Mm, right. I see what you're saying. Mm. I think that a lot of the traditions that were carried on though were Irish and therefore were, do you have a Catholic slant on them? Cause there are mm-hmm. a lot of Irish Catholics, but not very many Irish Protestants. And right. same with, there are a lot of, British Protestants, but not a lot of British Catholics. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think that it was shaped by Catholicism, not just Ireland, but also Scotland and what have you, like, before it came to North America. I mean, obviously not the focus of this week's episode, but... Oh, maybe I'll run it. We can do a we can talk about like the how Catholicism kind of affected Dieto Muerte. Well, that's North America still, isn't it? I guess America? so, yeah, because yeah. that really doesn't like it's not prevalent throughout Latin America. It is just yeah. like very much of it in Mexico and I guess other parts of Mesoamerica, but not South America, for instance. Right. Okay. Um oh yeah, I at first, okay, there was a lot of conflicting information regarding the origin of trick-or-treating on the internet. And I had to really dig to try and find the actual earliest example of trick-or-treating. And I just told a lie already where I said that it originated in Scotland. But apparently, there was an ancient Greek writer named Athenaeus who wrote in his book, oh Jesus Christ, how many letters is that? One, two, three, six, nine, twelve, fourteen letters. <laughs> the word in the name of his book. The di dinosophists. Dinosophists? Uh Dia Dip I assume the P has to be silent. It has to be a silent P. Deepnosophists. Okay, whatever. He wrote a book. Deepnosophists. Sure. Um, <laughs> on the Greek island of Rhodes, saying that they had a custom in which children would go from door to door dressed as swallows, birds, <laughs> singing a song which demanded the owners of the house to give them food and threatened to cause mischief if the owners of the house refused. <laughs> Their tradition was... <laughs> 
claimed to have been started by the Rhodian lawyer, Cleo Bulis. Sounds like a cool guy. Like a mm. lawyer who invents a tradition that involves like threatening property damage and demanding treats. Yeah. <laughs> so potentially it actually was first practiced in ancient Greece, but I don't think it's related to actual trick-or-treating. Oh, Rhodian lawgiver. Sorry, I heard lawyer. I said lawyer. Isn't oh, that okay. the same thing? Lawgiver? So that's just like an ancient Greek way of saying lawyer. Or is it maybe judge? Oh, or like a policy writer type of person. Yeah, that's that's right. what I'm That's even better. They're like, let's create a policy, a law that you're allowed. <laughs> if you're a child, you're allowed to dress as a swallow. Go door to door. Trick-or-treating. Must have had something. Swallows must have been like important to that part of Greece for some reason. Yeah. You know, they must have like maybe signaled some type of seasonal change because I think they have a lot of oh, like oh, I think they migrate, right? Mm-hmm. So it's okay. When I said that Halloween is one of the holidays where it's more obviously pagan, it's true. Like, people peripherally understand that it's a pagan holiday, but all, seemingly all, of the actual records of how Samhain was actually celebrated in ancient Ireland and whatever is, are like, they don't exist. They're gone. Goodbye. Leave it to Christians. Fucking Catholics. And now, okay, I researched this before and I wrote that article about it, but I forget his name. But there was this particular pope under the... Wait, no. There was a particular emperor, and everybody always says it's Caesar, but it wasn't. It was somebody else who decided that Roman Catholic, like the Catholic Church was the religion of Rome and let everybody in the Roman Empire had to be Catholic. Mm. I can't remember his name, but... I kind of want to, like, break his kneecaps. Just in, like, a little yeah. sturdy block of wood between the knees and then a nice whack on the side. <laughs> Just misery style? Yeah. Mm. It was also in Xena. That's actually what I'm remembering it from. Uh, okay. I didn't know Kathy Bates was in Xena. <laughs> that episode of Xena gave me nightmares and I still remember it, like, vividly because I watched it when I was way too young and I was just like, <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> the whole time. It was a long, like, super long special, like, finale episode or something, you know, and it's just, like, took a turn and got really dark and about halfway through, my mom turned to me and she's like, do you not want to watch the rest of this? And I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just like, ah. There's a part where she eats like a moose heart or something. It's really intense. Anyway, she gets her legs broken also. Look in the episode description for that episode of Xena. Oh, God. And also the so name that. of the Caesar. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's not Caesar because I would have remembered that. Is the... No, Caesar's like a title. Is it? Yeah. Wasn't it a guy? But it was both. Oh, okay. What's it called? Like a patriarchal dynasty. So there were a right. number of Caesars. Okay. And it was like, I think even if you, I don't know. 
I, I'm probably wrong about all of this, but I, I do believe that, like, if you were the leader of the Roman Empire and later the Holy Roman Empire, mm-hmm. you were a Caesar. Oh, well, okay then. Julius and Augustus being the two most well-known, as we still have months named after them. Oh, right. Too bad there's not one named September. I can't remember the words. That's, or the rhythm. <laughs> melody. You're a melody. <laughs> well, you got in there. I'm going to start calling you Melody. What's your new name? Melody Haas. <laughs> okay. It's like a good drag name. <laughs> melody Haas. That yeah. is. Especially if you're like thick, but you're a drag queen. Mm. That'd be great. Oh, I'm a bearded lady. Mm. You know, that's yeah. a thing, like a big thing in Vancouver now, apparently. Anyways. Bearded ladies? Or? Yeah, like drag bearded ladies. Like drag queens that are like, they keep their beard when they're okay. in drag. It's a weird look, but it's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, there was a, a a Eurovision song contest contestant that was like a, a bearded drag queen a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. She was in the scene in that movie where there oh, were a bunch with of people, all the, yeah. and we were like, we don't. <laughs> who get are that. these who, people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna start reading this fucking copy and paste I stole from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. At least as far back as the 15th century, among Christians. Sorry, sorry. It's okay to be Christian. It's just that these Christians like stomped all over other people's religions in a super gross way. So that's why I said it like that. Sorry. There had been a custom of sharing soul cakes at All Hallowtide. They should rename stuff weird names. October 31st through November 2nd. People would visit houses and take soul cakes as representatives of the dead or in return for praying for their souls. Oh yeah, so I found another source talking about the soul cakes thing and it said that Basically, people were begging, like they said that hmm. poorer families would go to ri- like more wealthy families and tell them they'll pray, like I'll pray for you if you give me some soul cakes. Do we do we have a recipe? Uh, well, yeah, there's lots of recipes for those. Yeah. I've never made what them. Kind of, but like, what kind of cake are we talking about here? Oh, I don't know. I think it looks like it's like a pretty dense, more of like a bread, really, than like a, cake. a bird cake. Kind of, yeah. They Except they specifically put the raisins across the top in like an X. Hmm. I'm wondering because, uh, not to go back to this well too often, but that is a thing with Dia de la Muerte as well as there is like Pan de la Muerte, the bread. Like. Yeah, but that's a very different type of bread than the soul cakes. Because I do know about Pan de la okay. Muerte. Like I almost made that that year that we were having like a oh, Mexican yeah. member. So that... Basically, the difference is that the Mexican bread looks delicious and the soul cakes look like they taste like sauce. It looks bomb, actually. Wait, <laughs> I want to make some this year. Okay. Souls, souls for a soul cake. Pray you, good mistress, a soul cake. It says, they typically ask for mercy on all Christian souls for a soul cake. And it was known as souling and was recorded in parts of Britain, Flanders, southern Germany, and Austria. Shakespeare mentions the practice in his comedy, The Two Gentlemen of Verona, when Speed accuses his master of pulling 
aka whimpering or whining, like a beggar at Halamas. So, okay, that's worded weird because it sounded at first like it was going to say that Shakespeare was talking about soul cakes, but it doesn't sound like that actually in the quote that they listed. It just sounds like he's accusing him of begging like people would do at Halamas, not necessarily for soul cakes. Mm. Because I was going to say this kind of, it's almost too simplistic. Like it sounds like a revisionist bullshit, basically. Like soul, soul, soul cake. I promise that's what it's about. Soul. Well, do the do the quote properly. I'll be the ch- child. Okay. Soul cake child. Who is it? Souls, souls. For a soul cake, pray you, good Mister, a soul cake. Mercy on all Christian souls for a soul cake. Well. First of all, I'm not a mistress. I said a mister. You said mistress. Didn't you? I did not. It did says you? mistress on there and I improv uh, okay. it like a boss and then you accused me of fucking it up for no good reason at all. Rewind the tape. <laughs> I'll play it back. <laughs> good mister, a soul cake. Well, uh, no, I'm... <laughs> Pretty good mistress, a soul cake. We all heard it. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that there probably was some kind of custom about going and visiting your neighbors and like whatever, like similar to the ancient Greek thing that they were doing. But the it just sounds like they knew that that tradition was going to happen. And then they were like, this is about God now. Souls. Mm. Soul, 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 soul. <laughs> really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just like took... Well, they didn't take white out because it's oral tradition, but figuratively they like whited out this <laughs> actual thing and then just wrote over it. Soul, 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 soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this says that. Oh, okay. This says that when people went to promise to pray for the souls, it was the souls of the homeowner's dead relatives. So that sounds a little bit more pagan because now we're getting into like. This is ancestor magic. Mm. Like you're going over to visit your neighbors and like help them celebrate their departed loved ones. And then it says the practice was later taken up by children who would go from door to door asking for gifts such as food, money, and ale. (laughs) Kids love ale. Yeah. Us Irish lasses. (laughs) Just can't get enough of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, the day that they renamed it, which I remember this being a thing when I was in school, in Catholic school. They call Halloween All Saints Day, which was actually originally May 13th. And then they were like, it's November 1st now because we need to take over this holiday. So. Mm. Well, just move it to the completely other side of the year. Same thing happened to Labor Day. Really? Yeah. Labor Day was originally, like, May Day. Oh, right. Yeah. But then why'd they move it to September? Basically to hide the, like, communist roots of it. Oh. That's rude. Yeah. Women's Day, too. Okay, do you want to do a quick guess at some trivia? Don't look at this. This is actually like... Where in all of North America do you think is the first recorded trick-or-treating happening? Pennsylvania. 
Pennsylvania Dutch, eh? Yep. Wrong. The earliest known occurrence there is of the Scottish Halloween custom of guising, meaning dressing up in costumes, children going from house to house for food or money while disguised in costume, is from 1911 when children were recorded as having done this in... Ontario, Canada. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't thinking Scotland. But you're from there. No, I'm... Wow, you're ethnically Scottish, right? Yeah. Eh. You look like a big old Scot. You'd probably look good in like a, you know, like a Celtic armor getup. I've never thought about that a lot, ever. You have a plaid skirt. I could just... Toss it on, get, get an idea. You do have nice legs. <laughs> I'm going to get you a kilt. That's going to happen. I don't know what my tartan looks like. Mm, I'm sure we well, can find out yeah. if we really tried. Just really. pick the one you like the most. <laughs> well, I don't know if I hail from a specific mm, Right. I have an it's aunt those, who did that Those names family. that are professions, there's just a lot of them. Right. Yeah. A lot of fowlers. Yep. Just Everybody make our, who's make shot. Own. <gasps> I don't know how to make a tartan, but yeah, sure. Photoshop. Oh, I thought you were going to, like, I thought you meant I had to take up weaving. Uh, no. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't know how to do that. And I'm not really interested in learning. Sewing up the holes in your favorite, like, sweaters, that's the extent of my... <laughs> of your weaving? Of my weaving ability, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to basically guess about what trick-or-treating actually was because no one knows because some super kind thoughtful christians destroyed it all Mm. thanks (laughs) thanks guys thanks patrick there's like it's within the popular imagination that Costumes were worn on Halloween to confuse the spirits that were walking the earth so that they would think you were also a spirit and, like, therefore wouldn't hassle you when you're out visiting your neighbors on Halloween. Mm. So maybe if you're, like, going to go over to your friend's house who maybe, like, had lost a loved one or they just happened to be the one, like, hosting then you're like, okay, I'm going to wear my mat, like I'm going to wear my disguise, basically, to make me look like a phantom. (laughs) And then I'm going to go over there and like, then the spirits won't notice me and like, they won't, I don't know, hassle me for soul cakes or whatever. (laughs) Ale. (laughs) They'll be like, hey, buddy, got some ale? (laughs) Well, I was going to say the spirits are more into spirits than ale, but... Mm. It specifically said ale on that one thing. <laughs> well, no, that's what you're giving to the kids. Right. <laughs> the, the adults or the ghosts can have the hard liquor and the yeah. children are only allowed the ale. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wearing costumes to confuse wayward spirits. And I'm not even kidding about that because people were seriously afraid of fairies and like spirits and shit. That was... No joke to them. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people forget that Beltane is the mirror of Samhain. Like, 
the veil is just as thin at Beltane as it is in Samhain. But because it's at the light half of the year when the days are getting longer, no one like associates it with a spooky like ghost time. Well, and there's less association with death. Right? Yeah, but but only because of the way that we have received this like meager crumbs of history. Oh. Okay. I think that in the time that those were like at their peak, it would have been the same. Mm. Maybe there's not as much of acknowledging your own ancestors, but there would definitely have still been a fear of like spirits wandering around. Right. Like I do think Samhain is the time where people always would like acknowledge their dead basically. Mm-hmm. And that Beltane's more, it's not like as somber, I guess it's like more festive kind of. Um, but yeah, like people, when I was researching the fairy episode, when I was still doing shrieks and geeks, I was reading all these accounts of like, eyewitness accounts of seeing fairies basically but all the like the wording of the quotes from the people was made it very clear that they were not fucking around right like they weren't like oh that was cute i saw a fairy they were like oh my god what the fuck is that (laughs) they were like scared like as if they saw a ghost you know it's kind of like the disparity between the popular depictions of angels and how they're actually like described in religious texts where they're just like had a million eyes and it was (laughs) sounds like a Cthulhu monster literally like a Lovecraftian horror horror Mm -hmm. um yeah oh and also people would do something called a dumb supper where they would like set an extra oh, actually I don't know if this was practiced at the time either. It's just guesswork. People do it now though. Where you'll set an extra place setting at your table and like put food on the plate and like that's an offering to your deceased loved ones. And then sometimes people like at toward the end of the night would then take the plate and go put it at a crossroads, like a three way crossroads. Yeah. Again, I don't know if these were rewritten in the 70s when paganism got popular or not, but I've seen it written multiple times from different sources that Hecate from Greek mythology is like a guardian of the gates and she hangs out at a crossroads and then Morrigan also goddess of death associated with crossroads. Mm -hmm. Like totally different parts of the world. Are either of them fiddlers? Why? Because the devil went down to Georgia with his fiddle in his hand. <laughs> a contest happened at a crossroads. Right. Hmm. I should know that. Yeah. So then that's what I was getting at is that the other part of the trick-or-treating was maybe like not so much knock-knock, here's candy, but more so like there's food out on everyone's porch for the mm. like ghosts. More so when people just leave a bowl of candy and then... Like, go to a party or whatever. <laughs> Next time we ever have to, like, leave candy out, like, we're going out that night, we can just write food for ghosts on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Ghosts only. Mm. See if it's, like, still there when we get back. That would be <laughs> hilarious. 
There's like one little handful taken from some kid that was dressed as a ghost. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is kind of unrelated to trick-or-treating, but it was one of the only like old Samhain traditions that I can find a description of. So, if you're a little too old for trick-or-treating, but you still want to do something fun on Halloween, you could maybe do some kale pulling. Like some gardening? Yeah, pretty much. The hearty green vegetable is now a fashionable menu item, but once upon a time, kale stalks were used to predict your romantic future. In Robert Burns' poem, Halloween, people pull stalks from the ground after dark with their eyes closed. The length and shape of the stalk was said to represent your future lover's height and figure, and the amount of soil around the roots represented wealth. Sorry, this other description is better. I'm going to read this one. In the Scottish tradition, instead of trick-or-treating, young eligible men and women were blindfolded and guided into a garden to uproot kale stalks. <laughs> After some time digging in the dirt, the piece of kale selected was analyzed to determine information about the participant's future wife or husband. Hmm. Think of how long that kale stalk would have to be for me. <laughs> and yours would be like so little, but hourglass shaped. A short and stunted stalk meant just that for the player's future mate, tall and healthy, withered and old, and so on. Even the kale's flavor was thought to hint at the disposition of the future spouse, bitter, <laughs> sweet, etc. And again, the amount of dirt clinging to the stalk post, stalk post was believed to determine the size of the dowry or fortune the participant should expect from their future husband or wife. A clean root meant poverty was in the cards. So you're wealthy, but you're still covered in dirt. Filthy rich. Oh. <gasps> Did I just oh. figure out where that phrase came from? Oh my god. <laughs> Without looking it up, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe try some kale pulling this year. You know, give it a give it a the old college try. Kaleage try. I was gonna go there, but I thought no. <laughs> It's not too bad. It's pretty bad. So, what are we going to do if there's no trick-or-treaters this year? Are we going to buy candy in anticipation of trick-or-treaters? Well, yeah, we need something to load into the candy. (laughs) I forgot we're going to shoot the candy at the children. Yeah. What if we... Or just anyone walking by. I don't know how to give the children candy where no one feels, like, afraid of getting sick. What if we what if we do the bowl? What if we put it at like the bottom of the steps and it says food for ghosts? And I like, feel like that's much worse. Why? Oh, because then everyone's like touching it. Yeah. Right. Oh, my mom's next door, next door neighbor said that they're going to have a grabber, like one of those plastic grabbers, and they're going to like use that to pick up pre like portioned bags of candy and hand them to children. <laughs> that was their plan. Told you about the tube. I don't. We're not doing a tube. Mm. No tube. Okay. I don't like it. It's gross. I don't like the idea of candy oh, tube. That's <laughs> very Willy Wonka in like the worst way. <laughs> Wait, why is it gross? Cause it, what gets more full of germs than a tube? Gross. It, remind, it makes me think of like a straw after you drink a milkshake. It's wrapped candy going through a tube. The tube is bigger than the candy. 
Yeah, but your, like, germs are still on it. I don't know. I just feel like the tube doesn't actually solve the germ problem, and it's just a crazy impediment to your enjoyment of the trick-or-treating. What if you put a loop in it? A loop in it? Yeah. Like a crazy straw? Yeah. Or like a a roller coaster. Okay, but you have to, like, put one bag of candy down with a GoPro on it and then, like, post the video after from the GoPro. I would have to get a GoPro. (laughs) Yeah. You have to get a GoPro, strap it onto the candy. You also have to build a giant tube that goes from our house to the sidewalk. You don't build a tube. You buy a tube. Okay, but, like, you said you're going to put a loop in it, so... Those are just to get you on board. Well, if there's no loop, I'm not on board. <laughs> loop and GoPro only or else no support for me. I'm going to be out there saying, no, don't I- take his candy. It has razor blades. COVID. <laughs> I will have a GoPro. You can put it on the cat. Yeah. You can find out what it's like to lie down all day. I don't know. I think she keeps six on this house. I think she's like a guard cat. Keep six. Watch my six? Isn't that a like, thing where you watch someone's back? Yeah. I don't know if it works in the way. Ah, fuck yes. you. You're right. <laughs> okay. What's a memory that you have of trick-or-treating? The first year that I made my own costume, I wanted to be Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how old I was. I was little, though. I know I had to wear a parka underneath it, so I made it, like, really big so it fit over my parka. Um, and it was just, like, a big green, like, polyester long sleeve dress that I found. <laughs> but then I, like, hot glued a bunch of leaves and flowers and shit onto it. Okay. And I made it. There's pictures of me wearing it, and it's, like, pretty good. I was, like, eight years old, and it looks pretty, like, good for being made by an eight-year-old. I don't know. It started a long, hot, like a big hobby for me of (laughs) making costumes. Also, one year I was like, (laughs) I was at a party. This is probably the last time I trick-or-treated. I was at a Halloween party, and then I had to go on like a liquor run. So Mm -hmm. me and this other girl from the party like went to go to the store. And then on the way back, we were like, we literally opened the bag from the liquor store with the booze in it and people put candy into the bag (laughs) it was the best (laughs) what about you i was the one of our neighbors like sewed a lot and Mm -hmm. so she made me a a raphael from the ninja turtles sweet well it's my least favorite Ninja Turtle, but oh. I didn't. I never told her that. Uh, <laughs> and I wore that shit for probably like between the ages of five and like nine, and then again starting at about like fifteen, I'd wear pieces of it for Halloween. <laughs> I'm assuming not the, like, shell part, the body. No, 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 the shell part I could wear. Oh, was it, like, a backpack? It was, like, a, uh, I had to, like, adjust it. Like, I had to, like, 
put kind of different straps on it. But uh-huh. it, it was like the it was mostly like a green jumpsuit, but then like the the knee pads and the the shell and everything kind of uh, like strapped on after. And the head, the head was a big piece. Was it was like it was more like the costume. I guess if you had to describe it, was more if the Ninja Turtle had eaten me because <laughs> it had like the full head and then the mouth and then my face was inside the mouth. Right. So. Oh no! Or you're like pulling a Buffalo Bill on the on Raphael. Right. Yeah. Like I skinned the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> It reminds me of the bear costume from Midsummer a little by that description. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then I remember like the last year that I went trick-or-treating with my like two best childhood friends. One of their dads just like followed us the whole time, which makes sense. He had like had done that pretty much every year, but it was like I remember being annoyed by that. Being like fuck off, <laughs> leave us alone. That's I'm like, so I'm funny. 11, like, <laughs> I, I don't can handle my own shit. I feel like I never had, like when I was really little, yes, but like for so many years, I didn't have any parents following mm. us, and it was like always a group of kids, like five or six of us, probably. You know, they're like yeah. you have to all stay together, and then they just thought that was like good enough. <laughs> Then I, yeah, I also remember, then, yeah, the only other memory that comes to mind is junior high. Uh, there was, like, a, a Halloween dance, like, in the evening, but in the intermediate time, went to Raj's house, and along the way, we, like, trick-or-treated a little bit, even though we were probably 14. Right. Um... Not many houses, but we did get a big score. And, uh, like we found a house that had a, a take one box outside. Just like in Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. What happens if you take more than one? Ah! Oh, just kidding. Nothing happens. I'll take three. <laughs> we took probably half the box. Well, in Louise's case, it was full size bars that she took three of. So. Yeah, we wowie. It's a, it's a score. Yeah. Bob's Burgers reference, everyone. Stay tuned for more of those forever because I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's a sub-theme of the, the podcast. It's a sub-theme of my life, <laughs> of my personality. Can you do a good spooky, like, Goosebumps voice? Uh, yeah. Okay, say to be continued in the spooky Goosebumps voice. To be continued in the spooky Goosebumps voice. 